Hey, Olivia, how did your weekend treat you? Charlie asked as I slipped into the seat next to him. Better than Mr. Knight's math test is going to. I responded dramatically. Charlie laughed. <laughs> Mr. Knight's was the toughest math teacher at the school, and his round bald head and glasses that perched on his nose as he looked over them at you was highly intimidating. I checked my watch. I had about 10 minutes before Mr. Knight's came to class. I needed to go to the bathroom. I pushed back my chair and stood up. By now, the other seven boys had arrived in class, and the chatter in the classroom was jovial. Where are you going when class is about to start? He asked, looking at his own watch. I'm going to the bathroom. Hurry back. You know if you don't make it back to class, you'll have to look through the window again to take notes. I hit Charlie playfully on his shoulder, and he laughed. I walked briskly to the bathroom, but when I returned, I couldn't help but wonder if my eyes were playing tricks on me. No one was in class. I sat down, and Mr. Knights entered the classroom. Good morning, class. Take out your paper and stationery. Let's begin our test. But sir, aren't you going to wait for the others? What others, Olivia? You are the only person registered to this class. Hi, my name is Olivia. Before I continue with this crazy but true story, don't forget to like and subscribe to our amazing channel. Tap that notification bell so you will know when we upload more crazy stories like mine. If you don't, all the boys in your class might disappear. After completing middle school, I wanted to study chemistry. However, the only schools that offered all the subjects I wanted to do were all boys' schools. This year, luckily for me, some all-boys schools decided to open their classes to girls. At first, I was a bit scared to be in a school with mostly boys. But at orientation, the principal assured the parents of the girls that their daughters were safe and they had systems in place to deal with any boy who stepped out of line. In total, there were 12 girls now enrolled at the school. I tried to focus on my test, but my mind couldn't help but wonder, where did all the boys in the class disappear to? At this point, my math test just looked like numbers and symbols floating on the page. I remember the first time I met Charlie. He actually bought lunch for me that day. He was witty, charming, and adorable. And since then, we have been inseparable. After completing the exam, I turned my paper in. As I was walking away to go back to my seat, I turned and looked at Mr. Knight's. Sir, something doesn't feel right, I said looking at him squarely. What are you talking about, Olivia? He asked as he leaned back into his chair and met my gaze. I told Mr. Knights about what I experienced before class, and he listened intently. When I finished, he looked at me. Are you okay? Do you need to go to the sick bay? Sir, are you telling me that this school had this class for one student? The bell rang. Enjoy the rest of your day, Olivia. He got up and walked out of the classroom, leaving me more confused than I was before. I grabbed my book bag and headed to my next class. I got to class and greeted my peers. Olivia, were some of the boys missing from your class today? Chantel asked with a raised eyebrow. All the boys were missing, and by the looks of it, I looked around the classroom. It's only the boys from my homeroom. Did you ask the teacher about it? Chantel asked. He said that there are no boys registered for the class, only me. People don't just vanish into thin air, Chantel said. I know. Jill chimed in. Do you think that the rapture occurred and that's why the boys are missing? Chantel and I exchanged looks and laughed loudly. Have you met the boys in my homeroom? You really think they made the cut for the rapture? I asked Jill. Before she could respond, the teacher walked into class and greeted us. She took roll call and did not even mention the boys who were missing. Jill raised her hand. Miss, what about the other boys? What other boys? Let's get down to business. Find your lab partner and let's begin. 
We looked at each other but didn't say anything. Something did not add up. What were the teachers hiding from us? Did they do something to the boys? And if they did, who was going to be next? These questions rotated in my mind for the next two classes when the boys from my homeroom still did not show up. And the teachers all said the same thing. After my first set of morning classes, I had a free period that lasted about an hour. I decided that if I wanted to get to the bottom of this, that I needed to go to the head honcho, the principal, Mr. Brown. I knocked on the door. Come in. Good morning, sir. I would like to discuss something with you. Sure, have a seat, Olivia. Sir, something very weird is going on. This morning, I went to class and saw my classmates. Then I went to the bathroom, and when I came back, the boys were gone. What do you mean, gone? Gone, sir. And then the teachers are saying that they were never registered in the school. Can you check your files, please? Mr. Brown <sighs> sighed heavily. If it makes you feel better, I will check the school's database. He gave me a paper to write the names of the boys that were missing. I wrote them down and handed it over to Mr. Brown. He took it and I watched him as he sat behind his computer, tapping the keys. After a few minutes, he looked up from his screen and said, Sorry, Olivia, but we don't have any of these boys in the system. What? Instead of crying out in shock, I stood up calmly. Thank you, sir. I got up and left the office. If the teachers aren't going to look into it, then I have no choice but to investigate myself. I mumbled. I walked through the school and checked the classes that were assigned to the students. I peeked into the classrooms and the vacant seats were a constant reminder that something bigger than myself was taking place. I even snuck into the boys' bathroom to see if they were hiding in there. But just like talking to the principal, it came up with zero leads. I decided to check the open field at the back of the school. As I walked onto the field, I swore I saw someone duck into the sheet pens behind the agri-science lab. I ran to check it out, but by the time I got there, I couldn't make out who it was because they were so far away. I watched as the boy ran into the tall fever grass bushes. I bolted behind him. Maybe he is the key to the madness that plagued the school today, I thought. Maybe he has the answers that I need to save the boys. Hmm. My lungs and legs burned as I pushed through the tall fever grass towards the boy. I heard something behind me and spun around, but no one was there. I walked out of the bushes, feeling defeated. This can't be happening, I repeated. I need to find another angle. I walked back slowly to the school building, and I got a brilliant idea. I pulled my phone out of my skirt pocket and dialed Charlie's mother's number. If the boys aren't registered, Charlie's mother will give me all the details. Hi, Olivia. Is everything okay? Charlie's mother answered the call. Hi, Mrs. Turpin. Did Charlie come to school today? Yes, he did. I dropped him off this morning. Is everything okay, Olivia? She asked in a concerned voice. I didn't know whether I should tell Mrs. Turpin about my weird morning. I felt horrible dragging her into this. Everything's okay. I lied. I thanked her and hung up. So the teachers have been lying all along, and if that is the case, maybe I should call the police. Just then, the bell rang, and I needed to head to my last class for the morning before we got our lunch break. I couldn't focus. I need to call the police. The boys may be in danger. As I got up from my table to ask the teacher to be excused, two police officers entered the classroom. They spoke with the teacher, Mrs. Devines, softly before she addressed the class. Class, these police officers are here to ask you a few questions. They asked about Charlie, and then it clicked. 
Charlie's mother didn't buy into my lie that everything was okay, so she called the police. I didn't know whether to feel relieved or afraid that I may have placed the boys in danger, especially if all the teachers were in on it. During questioning, I told the officers that the last time I saw Charlie was around 7.45 a.m. in class. Then I went to the bathroom and none of the boys were there when I came back. The officers looked at each other and asked me to give them the whole story, which I did, from the time I left to go to the bathroom till I called Charlie's mother. After the officers were finished, they told us thank you and left the classroom. I asked Mrs. Devines if I could use the bathroom and she gave me consent. I watched from afar as the officers walked up the stairs to the principal's office. I followed and sat on the seat outside the principal's office. I couldn't get as close to the office to hear what was going on since teachers were passing there frequently. The doors and blinds were closed so I couldn't see what was going on inside the office. When the officers walked out of the office and down the stairs, I followed and I asked, Is everything okay? They nodded and said that everything was fine and it was just a misunderstanding. They both gave each other a weird look and told me to have a good day. I watched as they walked out of the school gate. At lunch, it felt weird that Charlie wasn't there. I sat in class and ate my sandwich. The silence was deafening as I looked around the empty classroom. No drumming on the table. No boys shouting at each other. No Charlie laughing at my corny jokes. Just before the bell rang to end lunch, I went to the bathroom to wash up. When I returned, all the boys were back in class. The drumming, shouting, and Charlie, they were all back. I stopped at the door and tilted my head. I walked away and returned to the classroom once again, but they were still there. The bell rang and I walked into class without saying a word. I sat as the homeroom teacher, Mr. Adamson, entered. Where were you guys? I whispered to Charlie. What are you talking about? We've been here all day. Charlie smiled and answered when he heard his name. I even overheard the boys discussing topics from the class that they missed. How could that be? How did they know the topics when they had not been in class all day? Even in the afternoon classes, the other students were just as confused as I was. I was starting to feel like I was going insane. Had I switched into a parallel universe or something? No, it couldn't be, right? After school, I cornered Charlie. What happened today? You need to come clean. What are you talking about? I've been here all day. Should I call your mother? I asked as I placed my hands on my hips and looked at him, demanding the truth. I'm sorry. Charlie said as he took my hand in his. I pulled away and folded my arms. Go on. Look, it was an April Fool's trick. Are you serious right now? Yes, it was just a harmless trick. All the teachers were in on it. I forgot to tell my mother about the prank and I didn't think you would have called in the cavalry. Come on, you had to admit it was a great prank. This was the best prank I ever pulled. You came up with this prank? He nodded and smiled. So let me get this straight. You thought that it would be a good idea to pretend to disappear? You thought it was a good idea to scare your other classmates and me to death with worry? You thought it was a good idea to let police officers leave their job to come to a school just to hear that it was a prank? Look, Olivia, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for it to go this far, but come on, it was a joke. A joke is when two people can laugh. I am not laughing. I pushed Charlie out of my way and walked home alone that day. It took weeks before I even shared anything special with Charlie again. I'm not sure if I could even totally forgive him. 
for taking me down that roller coaster ride of emotions that you did. However, I plan to totally get him back next year. Share your best prank ideas below so I can choose one and even the playing field with Charlie Blue.